Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, a magician and hypnotist says it's time for sleepwalking zombies to wake up to the dangers of mass hypnosis. If you can get the mass populace to go, oh dear, oh dear, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. So Greta is uh, what David Icke would call a, a prime focal point for the problem, people becoming fixated on the idea there's a problem, so that then they react, and what greater way of stirring emotions than the child, and, and they assume a child's going to be innocent. They don't think that a child might be getting manipulated without their own knowledge. This podcast is brought to you by Reverse Speech Radio, a podcast committed to telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Using the exact same technology as the CIA, they know because they trained them. Join hosts Christian Dicadure and David John Oates every week and hear never-before-heard reversals, revealing the hidden truth. Catch politicians lying, climb inside the head of serial killers, even hear EVPs played in reverse. Who's lying? Who's telling the truth? All will be revealed on Reverse Speech Radio. New episodes drop every Thursday. Find out more at reversespeech.ca. Listen and subscribe at reversespeechradio.libson.com. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. Jonathan Royal has been a lifelong performer, first with the circus, then as a magician, mentalist, stage hypnotist, and he's standing by to talk about brainwashing and mind control that's taking place on a massive scale through the mainstream media and other institutions. Before we get started, I want to mention a change that's occurred on my website, strangeplanet.ca, and I really uh, hope you'll visit strangeplanet.ca. That's your portal to my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, this podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, my live events page, and and much more. So now when you visit strangeplanet.ca, a little message is going to pop up. It's going to prompt you for your name and your email address, and that's going to register you for some really cool stuff. You'll receive my monthly newsletter, which I'm really excited about. That launches this month. It'll also qualify you for a monthly draw for some great Strange Planet merchandise, like mugs and tote bags and t-shirts, etc. So, please visit strangeplanet.ca and register. It takes like 10 seconds. The newsletter is looking really great, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Jonathan Royal is about to take you deep down the rabbit hole and explain how we've all been hypnotized in every area of our lives, from the cradle to the grave uh, via the banking system, through education, mainstream media, psychology, religion, politics, retail advertising, health, even the police system, and how we're being constantly hypnotized from all angles of our lives. Born plain Alex William Smith 
in August of 1975 into a showbiz family, Dr. Jonathan Royal, a.k.a. Lord Alex William Smith, made his stage debut at the age of three as Flap the Clown and later as Alex Leroy. He became known as a magician and illusionist, mind reader and psychic entertainer before becoming internationally known as Jonathan Royal, world-famous hypnotist. Jonathan is widely regarded as the world's leading expert on hypnosis, hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming, stage hypnotism, magic, and mentalism. With a wide and varied career in both entertainment and therapy, Jonathan has carved an incredible reputation and fame around the world. He is featured in the new feature-length documentary, Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis. Jonathan Royal, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm great, thanks, Richard. Thanks for uh, inviting me on. Hypnosis, as we as we know and understand, can entertain. It can be used for therapeutic reasons. When did you start to st- connect the dots that it was also being used, let's say, mass hypnosis to control us? Ooh, now that's a really hard question because... I kind of, it's been a journey through, from being born, because uh, my background was a little bit odd. I was born on a travelling circus, and at the age of three, I made my stage debut as Flap the Clown, and that led, trying to get my life story into a minimal amount of time, that led to me getting bullied at the schools that we used to go to in town to town, because I was seemed to be like the odd one out. And that led to me wanting to rebel. Can I blame my dad for me having got bullied? Because the logic was I got bullied for being the odd one out and it was his fault that I was born on the circus. But by that time, I'd got addicted to the sound of an audience applauding and laughing at the right times. It gave me that feel-good factor. So although I resented the performing because of the bullying, I craved that attention and adulation. So my hobby had become magic kind of David Copperfield type magic. And so I started performing that instead of clowning because then I felt I was rebelling against my dad. Um, So I had that kind of sense of empowerment thinking if I do that, then I'm not the odd one out and I won't get bullied. But it didn't work because I still got publicity doing the magic and stuff. And this strange route then led me into... um, the arena of like mind reading and Yuri Geller like metal bending magic tricks and what all, what all these had in common and the relevance to them uh, of mind control is that I very quickly discovered from an early age that things are not what they seem. For example, on the circus, I quickly discovered that some of the things you look at that look incredibly dangerous are actually relatively safe. And yet, ironically, uh, some of the stuff that looks relatively safe actually has the potential to kill you. It's quite often the opposite way around. And so it is with magic as well that I moved into. You know, uh, a a magician's uh, emphasis is to get you to think a certain thing is happening. But then, while you're thinking that, something else entirely is going on. They call it misdirection. Psychics um, do, and yeah, I'm you know, I've made this quite clear. I believe that um, 
the vast majority of psychics, at least anyway, are frauds using uh, emotional trickery, cold reading, magician tricks to give the impression of being psychic. Right. Um, but again, it's misdirection. And I, having grown up around those things, I suppose it it just became second nature for me to look at everything and think, okay, what's the trick in this? And so I started looking at newspapers. And at an early age, I, I'd realised, because I'd been featured in newspapers, and there'd be headlines for these stories. Uh, and then the story had gone and say I'd done the most amazing things, the most amazing, miraculous, magical feats the journalist claimed to have witnessed. And yet I knew it was a simple trick that anyone could buy in a magic shop in those days. And these days, obviously, you could buy it on the internet. And... That Yeah, I presented it fairly well. But because the journalists wanted a story, they elaborated it. They added to it. They, well, frankly, for want of a better phrase, they lied. They created a false narrative. And I thought, well, hang on. If they can do that with an innocent uh, magic trick to blow something out of proportion and make it sound like a miracle, what could they be doing with far more serious issues? And that's when I started digging and I realised, hang on a minute, we'll take Rupert Murdoch, the media mogul, as an example. And I'm, I'm going to use British examples of newspapers, but this does apply worldwide. You can do the same experiment. In England, the Murdoch publishes um, a daily paper called the Times newspaper that's supposed to be very kind sure. of highbrow and uh, respectable. And then there's... The, the more of a mass market paper called The Sun, more of a tabloid, uh, more for the man on the street rather than the banker. And what's interesting is, if you look at those on a daily basis, they report what's allegedly happening in the news. They both report what is apparently the same story, and yet they read completely differently, different headlines, different ways of writing. And in fact, on some days, you'll read it and one of them gives you the impression somebody is the winner of a situation, whereas the other newspaper gives the impression that it was the other person. Well, how can that be possible when the event's supposed to be news? It's supposed to be reporting truth and reality, and yet they're both giving a completely different story. And that's when, when you look at things like that, it became more obvious to me that, hang on a minute, this, this is being done purposely to manipulate, to push people's emotional hot buttons and purposely to have them disagreeing with each other. So it's divide, conquer and rule. Right, right. There's an example here as well. CNN, uh, they have a, a European service. So they have the version of, the, it's the same news, but they have one that's tailored for the North American market. And then they have that news, but it's repackaged and tailored for uh, the European version of the broadcast and very different uh, takes on the same on the same story. So it's sort of the same analogy. But one of the, you're talking about, you know, misdirection, and this is fake news, if you will, is kind of a form of misdirection. 
uh, but also something that you address in the documentary Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis, is something called social turbulence. And you alluded to that, yeah. the idea of getting, you know, the, this this false dialectic, getting, you know, the left to fight against the right and so forth. Talk to me a little bit more about social turbulence. Let's say as we're seeing it played out right now with people like Greta Thunberg and, 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 oh, uh, and climate change, climate change. Yeah, I mean, Greta Thunberg, um, what, what can I say other than if, if ever there was such an obvious, um, convenient media distraction? Because let's face it, you know, it's not that many weeks ago that we're supposed to believe that uh, a paedophile and child sex trafficker, um, Epstein, uh, apparently took his own life although recent reports say he had multiple broken bones in his neck, if indeed that's true. Um, and, you know, there's links to royalty in, in England and major names, celebrities worldwide. And suddenly there is no mention of this in the media. We're talking about uh, a young girl who is clearly very passionate about climate change and thinks that, you know, we're all going to die if we don't do anything. And, you know, the truth is, whilst it would be better if certain things were cleaned up, and undoubtedly there are things about this world that are wrecking the planet, um, there is also evidence out there for people who care to actually research and dig deep and not just take the media's word um, as gospel, that things are not as bad as um, the media would like to make out. And that there is an agenda to, well, people may have heard of Agenda 21 or Agenda 2030, the idea of depopulating the planet by multi-millions of people by 2030. Um, and, and one of the easiest ways of doing that is to control the environment that people are living in. And if you can get the mass populace to go, oh dear, oh dear, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. So Greta is uh, what David Icke would call a, a prime focal point for the problem. People becoming fixated on the idea there's a problem. So that then they react. And what greater way of stirring emotions than the child? Children and animals stir emotions more than most things. And, and they assume a child's going to be innocent. They don't think that a child might be getting manipulated without their own knowledge. Uh, in a kind of MK Ultra mind control uh, brainwashing way into saying and doing these things. I don't doubt for a minute that Greta truly passionately believes every word she's saying from the script that's carefully been crafted for her. Um, but why has she ended up believing those things? Adults close to her, people who are funding campaigns that have an agenda are involved in this. And frankly, I think that what they're doing is psychological child abuse. I agree. I agree. We, there are cases now, children uh, harming themselves, in, in fact, tragically killing themselves because they feel it's just such a desperate situation, there's no way out. And this is mass trauma, which is another form of mass hypnosis, right? Mass trauma. Yeah. Well, there's mass trauma and there's social turbulence. And, and I mean, they're very similar. They're just uh, slide out. Social turbulence is that idea of creating unrest in people. So the media feeds stories that, you know, if we don't do, if we don't go to war in a certain country, then, you know, that could be the end of the world or it could um, 
lead to a war so everyone panics and goes yes of course you must go there then and you know make sure that we're all safe the truth is that you know we'd have likely been safe anyway when when, when you dig deep and look uh well iraq years ago was a prime example weapons of mass destruction turned out there weren't any um when you dig deep there's quite often lies being told or a grain of truth is elaborated into something and blown out of proportion for the benefit of quite often um the money men or the banksters or the politicians themselves i mean for example Rupert Murdoch, you can quite easily um, check out, is a shareholder in Gollum uh, Mines in Syria. So is it any wonder that the Murdoch media um, are regularly pushing stories about Syria in that area and helping to brainwash the public into accepting the fact that it then becomes acceptable to them in their mind because if add repetition of a message uh, from the media that, you know, that there's conflict in these areas and that we need to send the troops in. Well, no, we don't really. What what they're after is taking over, as is often the case with these alleged wars, because there's oil there. Um, so, you know, there's all of these things. The media, you mentioned fake news before. I, I, I want to clarify my my definition of fake news is 99.9% of anything that newspapers print. Right, right. It's, it's not just factual yeah. incorrection. It's it's omission. The error, well, it's deliberate. But yes. what they omit, what they leave out is more important than, let's say, factual inaccuracies and so forth. Both of them, uh, actually, because, you know, I genuinely believe having been an insider, uh, having worked in the past as an undercover journalist indirectly for some of the notorious papers in England, and I saw firsthand that they will fabricate completely made up stories and they've been doing it for decades and they're still doing it to this day. And then they'll take stories that are genuine and truthful. And rather than report them in a genuine and truthful manner, because their agenda is they want people to think a certain way and react in a certain manner, they will twist, manipulate and distort. And they will use key words that will push people's emotional hot buttons or they'll throw in a lie that makes out that this person particularly doesn't like a certain group of people. So that, that will, the end game is always to cause some element of conflict and disagreement that's why there's voting in politics it's just an illusion it doesn't matter who you vote for at the end of the day they'll end up doing whatever the money men at the real you know deep state hidden behind the doors tell them to do or they'll end up dead but by giving the public this chance to vote it gives them an illusion of freedom and also it means that people get to choose and they then get to argue well, these days, quite openly through social media. And while they're arguing about this, disagreeing about that, um, they're dividing a society. They're, they're being distracted from all the freedoms that are being taken away from them and all the dangerous things that are really going on, like 5G technology is getting passed off as being, you know, a super-duper faster version of 4G. And they're not, in the main, reporting the fact that actually it's a completely different technology. 
that's been used in military warfare and can, you know, cause severe, severe uh, illnesses and diseases. There's always a distraction. It's a misdirection and it's by making people angry, emotional, upset, scared. Fear is the perfect one. If they can make people feel fear, um, that kicks them into a, a state of uh, like fight, flight. There's fight and flight people have heard of, but there's in the middle, there's freeze. Okay, so fight is fight the scary thing. Flight is run away from it, but through putting messages of fear through the media, it can put people into the mid-state of freeze where they go, oh, I'm scared, but I, 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 I can't do anything. I can't fight this big scary thing. But there again, uh, I can't just run away because I've got to get on with life. And they get into this disorientated and confused state of mind uh, an unconscious level. And that arguably... Um, it's very similar to being in a theta state, which is hypnosis. And when people are in that confused and disoriented state, which they're not even consciously aware of because, you know, they'll hear the news and then they'll see something again and it just filters in and it goes into their unconscious mind and consciously they're thinking about, you know, getting to work or getting the kids to school on time. But this stuff seeps in and takes root and grows and makes people freeze, if you like, right? And and fear, and just they get stuck. Rather than concentrating on achieving the best things they could for themselves in life, for them, for the loved ones, for themselves, for their children, for their family, for their friends, they get distracted and uh, and feel scared quite often, or anxious, or they find that they're suffering from stress or worry or they realize that the bills are increasing and that the, the, the wages at work aren't. All of these things are part of the mass deception uh, that interweave together to put the majority of the mass populace in a state where they either feel scared, confused, or they feel that there's something more in life, but they just don't know how to get it. And then a solution magically appears quite often. It can either be the solution of religion is offered to them, or the solution of you don't need to feel scared if you vote for this or if you agree to this happening in your neighborhood or or and the solution actually is what the powers that be always wanted in the first place you know more cctv um more people on the street with guns which i know in america there's been armed police for years but in england we're just starting to get that more and more and more and more and how did they get the public to accept it well they conveniently made in the media more and more stories of them just having managed to stop a terrorist attack and you know, oh dear, if they hadn't have stopped it, it could have, you know, hurt so, so many people. And then people go, protect us, protect us. And they're given the solution of, well, we can do this then. Problem, reaction, solution, David Icke calls it. And it's happening more and more on a daily basis. Back to more of my conversation with the magical guru, a.k.a. Jonathan Royal, when Conspiracy Unlimited continues. 
The people in my life have noticed a real change in me. Richard, you seem so calm, so relaxed, they say. Don't you ever get upset or stressed? Well, of course. I have twin boys, 13 years old. Of course I get stressed. We can't live without stress, but it's true. I'm far more calm, far more relaxed than I've ever been, despite an incredibly hectic schedule. And I'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with that eyedropper of liquid gold I take every day, CBD oil from Ancient Life Oil. It's made from organic, non-GMO, industrial hemp, which is now legal in all 50 states. Do some research on the hemp plant. It's been around for 10,000 years. And did you know, our bodies have what's called an endocannabinoid system. Cannabinoid receptors and CBD oil is a cannabinoid. It means our bodies are designed to consume cannabinoids. Our bodies need it and they do a body good. Don't worry, the CBD from Ancient Life Oil is non-psychoactive, which means you don't catch a buzz, you'll just feel good. Reduced stress, calm, focused. If you have stress and anxiety, get your CBD oil from Ancient Life Oil. It's big relief in a little bottle. CBD oil from ancientlifeoil.com. three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again, what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Jonathan Royal is here discussing mass hypnosis. False flags, for example, have been around since ancient Rome. Uh, mm. uh, and, and yet, we keep they keep duping us. Not all of us. Uh, you can fool some of the people all of the time. And but how do they do that? Is there is there something else at play here aside from misdirection? And and uh, is there is it uh, you know the, the the fluoride in the water? Is it the is it um, uh, some other type of mass neuro linguistic programming? It's it's bits of everything. But one of the biggest things is that the more audacious and ridiculous something is the less likely people in general are likely to accept the fact that it was um, purposely made to happen or that it was purposely manipulated with an end game because if they were to accept that possibility that that particular audacious ridiculous thing um, for example let's say 9-11 there's overwhelming evidence out there that there were explosives used. Uh, you know, there's pilots for 9-11 Truth and there's a whole bunch of other people, experts in their field. That, that, without a doubt, there were explosives in, involved and it didn't happen the way the official narrative is. And people did stand to gain financially. People got massive amounts of insurance payouts. Fortunately, the insurance company that had taken on those policies was sold on to another company just at the last minute so that the person wasn't out of pocket who'd taken on the policies. There's so many unanswered questions. But the thing is, for a lot of people, the idea of accepting the idea that governments are the uh, deep state, Illuminati, call them what you will, the powers that be, that truly control the world, would allow, in that case, thousands of people on the day to die, innocent people 
sounds so ridiculous to some people or so painful the idea that it's possible because if they accepted that possibility they'd have to accept the possibility that maybe other things were purposely allowed to happen and that then kicks in a thing called cognitive dissidence because i believe that deep down more people actually do have that feeling that something's not right inside. More and more people are starting to have that sense of something's not right about this, about many things that get reported in the media, about many war alleged war conflicts that apparently are, are done with innocent intent. But people have this gut feeling now something's not right. But the thing that stops them digging a bit deeper and finding the evidence to confirm that their gut feeling is indeed right, that there's a bigger picture, is that part of the brain that goes, yeah, but if I start digging and if I get confirmation that my gut feeling's right, then I'd also have to examine all the times I've been fooled in the past or all the times in the past I felt something wasn't quite right, but I ignored it. And that, as human beings, human nature, makes people feel scared in itself, the idea that they could have been fooled or they could have ignored something. And it brings in that thought of then they might end up, if they did face up to that, they might have to, within themselves, deal with some sense of self-blame or self-shame or self-guilt or self-regret for not having woken up sooner. And so it becomes easier just to close that door again and ignore it and carry on as if nothing ever happened. Right. It's like peeling an onion and all of a sudden you're, there's no center to the onion. There's no there there. So it's like a total dissolution of your reality and in maybe yes. an inv invalidation of your entire existence. Yeah. And that's a really scary idea. And, you know, and it's really unfortunate because the truth is if you take your gut feeling uh, and you feel something's not quite right and you start to dig and rather than believing what the mass media say, don't don't just and I'm not saying take my word for it. Uh, I'm not saying take alternative news sources word for it. I'm saying get opinions and facts from several different sources. Look at them, the ones that contradict each other and then using logic, common sense, based on the evidence you've seen, what does your gut feeling tell you then? Go with what your gut feels. You know, you may not always be right, but one thing's for sure, if it feels right for you when you've actually done independent research from multiple sources, then at least you'll never encounter a point in life when you end up potentially feeling a sense of self-blame, shame, guilt, or regret, because at least you looked at things as best you could and went with what truly felt right, right for you rather than what other people wanted you to think was right because of the emotional hot buttons they were pushing and because of the division they were causing on social media. I mean, for Christ's sake, they, they, I mean, they use computerized bots to do it in the main, but I also believe sometimes that there's people on payrolls to cause um, from sock puppet fake accounts to cause arguments uh, on social media. So it keeps people occupied and divided and in that angered, emotional, disorientated and confused state, which automatically makes them more suggestible to being distracted from 
what's going on around them. There's a scene in the documentary Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis. You're in this little back street in London, standing in front of the Tavistock Institute and, mm. the, and the British Psychological Society. Uh, what is, for those not familiar with the Tavistock Institute, just to tell us a little bit about its role in all of this. Oh, it's hilarious and terrifying at the same time. Uh, innocently now, it calls itself the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations, and apparently it's there to look into um, ways of marketing things better or ways of um, using public relations in politics better. And they might innocently go as far as calling it social engineering. In layman's terms, that's brainwashing mind control. Um, and it gets worse because th th they've got that respectable facade now, but it started off in England as the Tavistock Hospital, which was linked in with MKUltra, the mind control experiments that were done uh, in America with, you know, uh, the CIA knew about them uh, shortly after the war when they smuggled Joseph Mengel who was guilty of a lot of the atrocities in uh, Germany. He was smuggled over and he was one of the people involved in MK Ultra, along with uh, a hypnotist called George Estabrooks and various other people. And they looked into the use of drugs uh, to mind control people, the use of hypnosis uh, and the use of trauma both physical trauma and psychological trauma. And then they looked at a combination of all of them. So the modern day uh, allegedly respectable facade of the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations actually traces all the way back to electric shocks, sexual abuse, uh, trauma, physical abuse, trauma, uh, use of drugs and hypnosis in MK Ultra experiments. It, it starts back there. And what's also quite scary is that uh, the Tavistock Institute is in the exact same building as the British Psychological Society, which is the British um, kind of trade union for psychiatrists and psychologists um, to join who are people who follow DSM-5 currently, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Psychological Illness, Illnesses and Diseases and all that, which is what they look at to prescribe drugs to people who've got alleged mental illnesses. I say alleged because they're just labels and names. And if you look at old, uh, older editions of DSM, they were very thin. And over the years, they realized to sell more drugs, they needed to create more labels and tags to justify uh, subscribing drugs to people, prescribing them. And so they sat down, a committee of people sit down and they make up names. And this is not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. You can just search uh, and you can find that they openly admit a committee of people get together and they make up names and new diagnosis so that they can justify prescribing drugs because they're in the business of creating customers, not cures. And it's quite scary that they're linked, in, they're in the same building. Right, right. So here, here is a perfect example of what we were talking about earlier, this Hegelian dialectic 
you know, create the disease in order to offer the cure. So they, they, whoever they are, yeah. the, the owners of the system have cultivated this tremendous age of anxiety, social turbulence, mass trauma. Ah, but don't worry, we have a pill for it. Yeah, so they can profit out of that. But also then, quite often these pills, uh, chemical pills, um, obviously have side effects of making people more docile or not thinking as clearly. And that's effectively what they're doing to a degree is drugging the population as best they can. You know, the thing often thrown at conspiracy theorists is, you know, they go, oh, you're going to tell me not to, you know, brush my teeth because the fluoride's going to do my brain. Well, there's some evidence that actually, you know, fluoride does crystallise the... Um, secretions given out by the pineal gland the um, in the brain, which is like the pine cone, the psychic third eye, some people refer to it as. And there is evidence that too much fluoride in your system crystallizes that, and that makes you think less clearly and makes you more suggestible. Um, but on a bigger scale, if they can get chemical drugs into your system under the premise that it's to help you, problem, reaction, solution, um, then it makes them even easier to control people. Extreme danger, extreme hypnosis. Jonathan, how do we see this documentary? Well, uh, at the moment, the fortunately in America, you can go on Amazon.com. In England, it's Amazon.co.uk. Uh, there's a few places in the world where, unfortunately, at the moment, uh, Amazon, for some reason, won't stream it as an Amazon Prime video or let you download it. But in the next couple of weeks, it will be released on other platforms. So if people take a look at my website, magicalguru.com, they'll see the poster for the documentary. If you click on there, it will tell you where you can get the documentary. And it will be updated regularly as and when more platforms are available, as it were. And again, it's Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis, and you can go to MagicalGuru.com for more information. Jonathan, thanks so much for this. I appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in a flash to fill you in on what's on tap for Friday's edition. If you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, or my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, I hope you'll consider becoming an official donor. A donation of $50 a month places you in the Star Chamber. $20 a month is the whistleblower tier, and a donation of just $10 per month makes you a truth seeker. Star Chamber and Whistleblower members can participate in an exclusive monthly online chat or video conference with me. And all donors are entered into a monthly draw for Strange Planet merchandise. Any monthly amount is welcome and greatly appreciated. To become an official donor, go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Coming up next time, a self-proclaimed member of the Illuminati discusses her abilities as an open channel, which she says allows her to communicate with aliens and interdimensional beings. 
A new matrix has recently begun within the last year. And this is information that we're receiving from alien forces. So through that shift, the attention has shifted from suppressing the knowledge of how to ascend into a higher heavenly realm, being the consciousness awareness of the Illuminati into hiding people responsible for human trafficking. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. <laughs> <laughs>